since the lockdown, you may have wised up to the game of lockdown, to the injections, the climate crisis, the migration, the trans agenda. And behind it all, or connected to it all, is the WEF. But who's behind the WEF? How did that come to pass? That's what we're going to be talking about in this video. If you decide that you want to preserve your privacy and make sure all the data that goes in and out of your computer is encrypted, then check out NordVPN. My affiliate link will give you something like a two-thirds discount on some of their packages. Hi, this is an extract of a much longer video. If you want to watch the whole video, you can find it on Odyssey, bit.ly slash crypto rich Odyssey. It will also show up on 3Speak and on Rumble, bit.ly slash crypto rich Odyssey or bit.ly slash crypto rich 3Speak or bit.ly slash crypto rich rumble hi everybody it's crypto rich working with you well i'm working with you to get to get freedom and to maintain and sustain our freedoms i'm joined by Ivor cummings now before i introduce him please subscribe follow me on twitter crypto rich yt join my official telegram announcements channel not all this video is going to be on youtube i'm already shadow banned on youtube i believe my guest has had some issues with youtube so if you want to support censorship resistant work please come to bit.ly slash crypto rich odyssey or bit.ly slash crypto rich three speaks censorship resistant platforms and i'm going to introduce my guest Ivor, who is a personal hero of mine you're on twitter you're on youtube where else can people find you you got the fat emperor website yeah thefatemperor.com and instagram i'm not there that often but i think my name Ivor cummins and the other day I got knocked off LinkedIn again. So I'm off LinkedIn at the moment for talking about the WEF, the UN and climate. Quite specifically, that's what gets you knocked off now, the big topics. And then in March 2020, my wife had mentioned, I think in early March, she said, oh, should we get masks? And I said, why? Because I had ignored the COVID nonsense because I'd already seen the Diamond Princess data and mm -hmm. I knew it would be a severe flu equivalent. Uh, I brought to bear my experience and perspective as a child protection social worker. A, an abusive relationship, you know, let's say a, typically a guy beating up on, on the mum, really as harmful to the children as if they were uh, abusing the children directly. And the guy saying to the woman, or well, the message that he's giving is, okay, I'll tell you when you can go out. I'll tell you who you can mix with. Don't bother having an income. I'll give you a little bit of pocket money if you're good. I'll tell you what you have to wear when you go out. Now, that's the same conversation as the government telling us, yeah. right? Oh, and it's for your own good. It's for our own good. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is for the same safety. conversation. Yeah, like a fractal. I know enough about fractals, right? So it's a fractal, a self-repeating pattern and at a much, much larger scale. That's what lockdown was. It's a conversation for abuse. The government were abusing us. And behind it all, or connecting it all, Klaus Schwab and the WEF. Uh, they've had in the WEF... 4,000 young global leaders since Blair and Bill Gates, the first ones in the early 90s, 4,000 leaders. So I don't see them quite so much as puppets, senior politicians. Uh, they have been groomed and brought in to the WEF, to the inner circle, and they've divulged to them how the world needs to be run in the future. And they've rewarded them as leaders and helped them get to the top. So they're not so much puppets. They're kind of co-conspirators. Uh, right. admittedly at a, a lower level than the top brass, uh, but they're not quite puppets. They, 
they largely know Veradkar in Ireland knows exactly what he's doing. So, uh, but yeah, if you want to go to the top, it's really the Rockefellers and the Rockefeller Special Studies Project in the 1950s. But it was really the five sons of John D. Rockefeller. They took his legacy of wanting internationalism and world government, and they got together. That was their family legacy, if you will, to ensure that happened. And it was going to be a century-long plan. We're around 70 years into it now, so obviously it's progressed. But the Special Studies Project, basically, they brought in Kissinger. Um, that'll be a, quite a famous name. So Kissinger was up to his neck in the Rockefellers' plans. Uh, they had the Harvard Special Group, where they brought in leaders from all over the world. Uh, they set up the Trilateral Commission after that. Uh, the Rockefellers viewed the United Nations as their own club. So they donated the land in New York and the buildings, huge value, to set up the United Nations. Uh, so the Rockefellers basically were setting up all these projects, the special projects, uh, to get a global government, not in their lifetime. And they knew it would take, you know, maybe 60, 70, 80 years. So they're long game people. I knew elements of it, but when I discovered Dr. Jakob Nordengard, and you can put a link to his book, Rockefeller Controlling the Game, around 2012, he discovered all of this because he had been searching as a person who was very worried about climate change. He was a ponytailed assistant professor, I think, in a university in Sweden where there's a lot of climate action. And he was very worried about fuel and, you know, the running out of fossil fuels and climate change. Honestly, he was left of center. And he was exploring with professors in his university who were climate professors. He wanted to understand it more. And he found out to his shock that none of them knew where the climate science originated before the 1990s and the IPCC. They didn't know where it came from. And he kind of found that surprising. And after a week or two of digging, he found out it came from the Rockefellers. So then he studied the Rockefellers in great depth, and he did his PhD, defended it. Rockefeller Interest tried to stop his PhD going ahead, but he published, defended the PhD, and he wrote the book Rockefeller Controlling the Game. And that is stuffed with references, and I've interviewed him several times. So I learned hugely from Dr. Nordengard, and we can put the link to his book. It's an amazing book, uh, but fully referenced. Rockefeller and that group are a kingpin and the full story of how we got to where we are today with the COVID madness, climate madness, all the trans madness that comes from WEF. They're public about that. All of the story can be told from the Rockefellers to now, and it's all documented and published and you can stand over every bit. Yes, the big banking families like Rothschild are at a higher level than the Rockefellers. And yes, it's their interests that are being progressed with all of this stuff but they're not documented. We talk about the Rockefellers because it's all published and it's unassailable. I think some people may find this incredulous, like the idea of this sort of secret cabal or this project by this family that's going to that's going to impact the whole world of spanning many many decades. That's just not possible. Except if when I look at it from the level of a, of fractals. You know, I have a pretty large family and if there were a couple of people, like my mum's siblings at the top, the elders, the elders, and they were to decide, okay, this is what we're going to do with our family. You know, we're all going to move to this part of the world, or we're going to live like this, or we're going to undertake this project, or we want all our all our 
children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren to be home educated, for example. They would then initiate that conversation and put structures in place. And then by the time the great-grandchildren were being home educated, they wouldn't necessarily know why, just that that's what we do. That's just what happens. So at a fractal, at a much larger level, and I think it's the same thing, thing with companies and it's the same thing with societies. And throughout humanity, human beings have taken on conversations, have taken on discourses on mass because somebody, you know, like religion, somebody initiated it. The Holy Prophet initiated Islam or Jesus Christianity and, you know, and then it just spreads as a conversation and we forget where it began. began. And given human nature, that we are a mixture of virtue and of vice, you know, and then if you've got all the money in the world, wouldn't you want to? I'd like to order the world if I had the power and all the money. I'd like to order the world in my kind of way. Okay, it's decentralized. Nobody's going to school and eat lots of fast. But over the decades, they've managed to indoctrinate and train people, right? Not only to not trust the big rich guys up top, but to distrust people who question the big rich guys up top. And a perfect example is even up until a few years ago, Generally, people knew that Big Pharma were not really to be trusted, and there was a problem with Big Pharma and the revolving door with the FDA. Broadly speaking, people knew Big Pharma was a problem, and the media even touched upon it regularly. Yeah. And then in COVID, suddenly, Big Pharma became Voltfast, the exact opposite. Big Pharma was now the savior of mankind overnight. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that's astonishing to watch. And one of the most successful things over the last few decades, besides creating a godhead figure out of a class of drugs, which was vaccines, they mm. somehow managed to make them godlike objects. All the other drugs, you could question them. You could question, oh, I'll take that antihypertensive, but I don't really like that one. I haven't seen enough data. You are allowed to do that, but not vaccines. No. You're not allowed to say, well, I think this vaccine and that one are good. I'm not so sure about it. You're not allowed to say that. So over decades, they made anti-vax a weaponized slur of enormous power. And in COVID, it broke on our shores. But also conspiracy theory, that's a weaponized phrase that's been groomed for decades. And again, in COVID, it came into its own. It came to fruition. Anyone who said anything factual that pointed towards our real problem, it was a conspiracy theory. And it worked. Don't even bother looking into it. It's just a conspiracy no. theory. Don't even bother looking into it. In fact, attack the person who is asking questions. Attack them. Because yeah. they're a conspiracy theorist. And Crazy. They've actually turned out to be conspiracy prophets. Of course. From the start. Right. Oh, no, just if people want to find me, I mean, at the currently, if you Google my name, you'll hit my YouTube, my Twitter, and my other stuff quite readily. I don't know if that'll last forever, but anyway. And um, yeah, I think those links, if people are listening, the first couple of links you put under this, Rich, are the, are the really important ones. And, and one of them's a 40-minute talk that I think is unbelievable. It articulates all of what we touched on much better than I do. Um, and yeah, that's it. Fabulous, fabulous. It's been really, really enjoyable talking to you. I really loved it. I'll have all the links in the description below. And um, please share this video share this conversation, spread the word, and then keep filling, filling your pockets with freedom.